0: see Welcome everybody to the 22nd episode of It's On You! I'm your host Ramon Monchi, Phyllis here my co-host and CEO of It's On You, Alex Miramontes. What's up, Big Alex?
1: Big Monchi's in the house. How you doing, my brother? I'm feeling pretty fucking amazing. Uh, you, right here? That's Let's get right. it done, baby.
0: Life is good and God is great, baby. All day, every day.
1: Every day. And you know what? This is episode Deuce Deuce. <laughs> that's right, that's right. 22! That's right. Today, that's how we do That's
0: how we do it, baby. <laughs> Today, we're going to have a very practical conversation about financial literacy and why money matters. Sounds good, Alex?
1: Hey, absolutely, bro. I think it's time we have a little bit of down-to-earth talk when it comes to practical matters that are universal. And I'm talking from, from, from class 1 to class 20, meaning no matter uh, your class status, uh, we got to figure out how to be better spenders of money and be financial financially savvy when it comes to stuff even for the smaller things you know what i mean like and of course and of course for the larger things like buying a home buying a car See, you know what i'm saying and we 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 rarely speak of these things it's almost like money's a taboo to talk about but the truth is bro uh i've encountered over the years munchies in the clinical practice a lot of people that come in stressed out you know, frustrated, anxious, depressed. And, you know, as I dig when I'm asking questions and I try to get to the reason of why they're depression, a lot of it at the end of the day has to do with financial issues.
0: Oh, yeah. You know that what I'm definitely saying? A lot of people have said, you know, that it's a lot of divorces that happen because of financial problems.
1: Right. And, and a lot of it, I know that chasing the illusion of the American dream sometimes can set you up for failure. You know what I mean? Uh, we take these things so seriously but at the end of the day we can become smart consumers and not you know mindless consumers it's a very very important topic i always say this Monch. i've been saying this for years that the consumer is the feet of the monster nice you know what i mean it keeps the this the system as dysfunctional as it is and unless we make uh smart and wise financial choices we're going to continue to put ourselves in a fucking hole you know and I just wanted to make this podcast about that because just to switch it up from all the other uh episodes we've had thus far which are very deep and profound i think this speaks to everyone it's universal and let's get to it
0: yeah so how does understanding money become a tool for self-empowerment in one's life
1: big time for example monchi's uh learn as simple as learning how to budget You know, can can help you plan for emergencies, unexpected emergencies, uh, inevitabilities of life that happen all the time, right? And the important thing is to be prepared for that so you won't get caught off guard, bro. You know, so you can get caught with your pants down. All of a sudden, you know, your roof caves in, the pipes break, uh, you know, somebody gets sick at home, somebody has to go on medical leave. And unless we're prepared for that, you know, if you're mindlessly spending, then... We're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Well, don't You're, they
0: say that people are supposed to have money saved for a rainy day, like you mentioned right now?
1: Yeah, it's an old running cliche, but it, it, it's important to do. But, you know, it's funny because even you look around the hood, right? And you could clearly see people that live in the community, barely they can barely afford rent, but they're running around in Jordans. Air Jordans. Or
0: driving an Escalade.
1: Or driving <laughs> with Un- chains. And with spinners. Right. And by the way, just to be clear, Munch, not all of them are drug dealers. Some of them right. spend their whatever money, their their little earned money, wherever they work, on these unnecessary items. Right?
0: Not only that, but also, too, there's uh, there's car dealerships that no credit, no problem, right? You know, or bad credit, no problem. Bankruptcies, no problem, right? Right. Because they know that they're going to get paid. But then you're gonna be stuck with the bill, with the bank, and then with the collectors. But as long as they get their money, they're good.
1: Exactly, bro. So it's a gimmick. You know what I mean? And and sadly, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, once, but I don't even think they teach financial literacy in the high schools.
0: Not that I'm aware of. Which
1: I think is hugely important. I remember in high school when I was at Roosevelt High, we had a. They used to teach us how to fill out, you know, a check, checks and balances, check your amount. They had important classes on how to budget. And so on and so forth. I'm not even sure they teach that in high schools anymore. Do they?
0: Yeah, I, I, it'll be I, interesting. Wow, but I, I'm, I'm gonna ask my daughter about that.
1: Yeah, you should. But given what I see and witness, it doesn't seem that way. You know, yeah. again, everybody running around with these expensive shoes and you know clothing, and you know everybody wants a car. Everybody wants to get rich fast. And you know, what do you want to do? I ask kids in therapy. It's like, oh, I want to be a businessman. Well, what exactly do you want to do as a businessman? What do you do? Oh, I just want to get rich.
0: Just want to make money.
1: Right. But yet, <laughs> but yet, they're not sticking to, to a game plan. In fact, they don't even have a budget. They don't have, they don't have time management skills. They don't have budget planning skills. And, you know, it, it, and it, it's very telling, bro. And sadly, that's what's led to a lot of uh, psychological problems. Yeah. You know, you would think that we have these, for example, in the DSM-5 now is so many categories for depression right clinical depression you know uh i mean there's just so many categories for depression but it's really hard to tell why somebody is depressed when they're not talking about their bad decisions so they're going around it they speak about the problems they have with their boyfriends with their mom and everything but they're almost skirting around right the issue And sometimes, Monchi, uh, depression really comes about from making horrible, horrible decisions. And we feel bad about it. We feel ashamed about it. And, you know, we're human beings. It's happened to me. You know, it's happened to me a lot of times where I made, oh, my God, that was stupid. But we have to face the music. We have to look at it and really be honest with ourselves and say, all right, that was a very stupid fucking decision, you know, yeah. and not skirt around it. And. I think part of the skirting around is because we don't really want to take ownership of the bad decision because it's too shameful. It's like, how the fuck did I do that? You know. So that leads to a lot of feelings of depression. And it's not necessarily a clinical depression. It's just a depression that came from not being finan- uh, financially savvy and not having literacy in that department. And it's important, bro, even to teach young people homies, you know, in community-based organizations to to learn how to do all those things. So so that's one reason, bro, why why it's important. Another reason is because if you if you understand money as empowerment, you know, you, you knowing about credit scores for example can empower you to secure better loan rates when buying a car or a home. You know what I mean? You're taking care of your credit, you're teaching kids not to buy unnecessary items, you teach them how to be disciplined. Yeah. And that's part of the It's On You philosophy, too. How to how to delay pleasure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And be disciplined and look for the long-term plan. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think that, again, that that's hugely important for people, not just for young people, for, for adults even. Well, to, young,
0: young people never learn, so they become adults and still with no skills on how to be financially savvy. You
1: know what I'm saying? But so. also,
0: too, I think um, it has to do with, like, when you're with your upbringing... I feel like uh, there's an example that my dad told me, you know, uh, when, be, before I was born. But it was uh, my, he bought a shoe shine box yeah. for my oldest brother, Oscar, who was a little kid at the time. Right. And, uh, and, and, uh, and my cousin, that was my older brother's age at the time. Maybe let's say they're both around 10 years old. And so my dad bought my brother uh, a shoe shine box and he started shining shoes right there at El Mercadito. Right. You know, and making whatever, 10 cents, 20 cents, whatever it was at the time. Right. And making a couple of bucks. Right. And so, like, he saw that, that, you know, that my cousin or his nephew uh, could benefit from shining shoes, too. Right. You know. Right. So he ended up getting him a shoe shine box as well. And both of us started shining shoes like they're really cool. They're having fun, making a couple of bucks, whatever. And my uncle found out that his son was shining shoes. He's like, hey, my son don't do that. You know, I get him whatever he wants. He don't shine shoes for nobody. Oh, wow, dude. Right? Yeah. And from there, you see both of them growing up, right? From a little example, right? Both of them growing up. My, my cousin ended up going to juvie, county, prison, right? Right. You know, whatever, right? And my brother, you know, ended up working different jobs at the dairy, right? You know, then it became a mailman, right? Whatever. He has a stable job, nice home, Simi Valley. Yeah. You know, and um, and the example is simply being like, my brother learned how to earn the value of money And my cousin did not because, you know, they never wanted him to work for it. It's like, oh, no, you know, I can afford to get him stuff. Let me just give it to him. Right. You know, and so without, you know, uh, without them messing up their credit, I was not even going that deep. It's just like not valuing money, right, getting money quickly, free, right, you know, made a big difference in somebody's life, you know, and somebody in a positive, somebody in a negative. And so I think it's important, like, you know, that from a young age that they learn these value systems of, you know, of earning your keep.
1: You know? Absolutely. One hundred percent, dude. And, you know, what's interesting, Monchi, the question now, though, is then how do we integrate this mindset, not only in, in the schools, but also in the in community based organizations? Yeah. Right. Because the community based organization system has been there for ages. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it it almost feels like they tend to cater to populations. You know what I mean? And part of the idea is because they've suffered a lot, they've been oppressed, so you don't want to bother them much. But I think we underestimate uh, the willingness, you know, and I think also the intelligence of, of young people in the margins. I, I really do. Yeah. I think that we create generic uh, agendas, generic methods of how to deal with them, right? We assume you've suffered a lot, so I'm going to treat you this way. So there's no demands.
0: Is that like coddling? You say is it kind of like a coddle? Or uh, yeah.
1: A I mean, it's an yeah. overused words, yes. But at the same time, not even just coddling per se, but just assuming. Assuming yeah. that that they've been broken and that they don't want to move further. You don't want to disturb them at all, right? But I think we got to give that a second thought. We got to throw it out there and see who bites. You get what I mean? Who's right. interested? We got to kind of look across the room and think, okay, what kid seems to be engaged and thinking about these matters or wanting to learn? Because learning is fun. You know yeah, what I mean?
0: Learning could be very fun. Le- yeah.
1: Learning could be incredibly fun. You know yeah. what I mean? And in you a very can make,
0: make it relative to, like, life experiences. Exactly.
1: Or, and yeah. simplify it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I used to love learning. And I particularly like when I was in Boyle Heights Continuation, right? It was very engaging and academically challenging and, and what have you. And by the way the, the the cool thing about financial literacy, Monchi, is, is for everybody. You you don't have to go to university for that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people for let me give you an example. My my family in um in Atlanta, Georgia. Shout out to my primo Esteban, Esteban my primo Esteban, Julio, casa, Juan, Julio, my nephew Juan. Esteban Jr. What the nephew. What's up, man? Shout out to Georgia and the Georgians. Check it out. So, very very smart people very financially savvy right my cousin Juan grew up in a a ranch all that family from my mom's side in San Luis Potosí Rio Verde shout out to all the people over there and um, I remember talking to my cousin Juan a lot and and he would tell me he couldn't understand the mindset of people that were already here the Chicano mindset you know el pocho mindset why are they lagging why aren't they hungry enough right and and briefly I can answer that question because they're being spoiled by the system themselves. You're not you don't necessarily if you're poor, you don't necessarily have to be spoiled by your parents. You could be spoiled by the welfare system. By those you know what I mean? Right. By the system that feeds you pretty much crumbs, but you get used to free money. You know what I mean?
0: About so, like, a free sweater like my dad, real quickly, right? I thought my dad worked for the government <laughs> when I was a kid because he used to always get us like government cheese, yeah, yeah, you know I mean government sweaters, right? Right, yeah, like, you know, so everything was like, like, damn, my dad, an FBI agent, like, no, right. he just broke,
1: right? Right, uh, oh, by the way, my primo Julio, he moved from Atlanta to Houston. So, shout out to the battles from Houston and my primo Julio Olvera, see, 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 so, all oh, my tias, anyways. So, my primo Juan Dog, very, I admire this guy 100, All my primos. So, he used to tell me when he was in the ranch, they grew up very, very, very poor, bro. You know what I mean? But and they I didn't know it. No, he didn't know it. But he, he always told me he had a dream, right? Yeah. When we have these deep conversations, he told me, I used to dream, primo, that I wanted to be someone big, a boss, you know, one day. And all I dreamed about is crossing the border to el otro lado and learn, just learn, you know. So, when my primo Esteban came uh, the first time here in the 90s and and we bonded really well and it was during uh, my gangbanging days right so my primo gangbang with me <laughs> my primo stevan he used to we used to fucking run around bro from the police and he was always in his cowboy boots <laughs> while i was in my Cortez, and <laughs> <Damn. laughs> his botines right never lost his style his fucking scene c- al- al- b- al- co- he was out there with us but always hardworking, and he's the oldest of of the tree of these trio of siblings and um but always hardworking, bro. We started working landscaping with my dad, learned how to save a buck, and then he went to go work for a factory in Huntington Park or in Vernon, and just always planning and looking ahead, you know what I mean? And then when he brought my primo Julio, he got into that mission, too. And then Julio, too, he followed us. He was kind of fucking around with the homies, but always saving a buck. I remember Julio bought his first car. Always knew how to fuck with money, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: And then finally they brought their little brother Juan. And then they moved out, you know, to Maywood. And then they moved out of state to Chicago. And then they end up in Georgia. So my primo always tells me, he's always looking for opportunities. My primo Juan, right? And mind you, these guys were paisas, bro. Monolingual, no papers, right? And they take off. I remember it broke my fucking heart because my primo Esteban and me were fucking tight, bro. Tight. I fucking cried, bro, when he left. Primo. You know, I was like, fuck, dude. I still love him, homie. He's my my favorite primo. Shout out to my primo Esteban. What's up, primo?
0: Hey, Esteban. So,
1: so anyways, uh, they took off to Georgia. And my primo tells me that he started looking for work. And he, he couldn't find work. Couldn't find work. Because he, he had didn't...
2: papers or what? Yeah.
1: And he didn't know English. Oh, you know? And he was just, he told me, I just tried to learn everything I could, Primo. Whatever job they gave me, I wanted to learn, 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 learn. Fast forward, bro. These guys are living well. My cousin lives in a fucking mansion pretty much in Georgia, right? All of them are homeowners. They all have businesses. They opened a floor business in Georgia. uh, And they came up, bro. And when I was in Georgia, I went, before the COVID hit, I went twice in one year my primo took me to his corporation he's a ceo Uh, they're very uh wonderful people bro they treat you you know what i mean they got money but they got money bro they got money though you know what i mean they brought everybody all the family from the ranch hooked them all up they all have their homes they all have jobs and doing extremely well right and they always invited me to come and live over there and everything bro but you know i had my own agenda here you know uh and and I just wanted to do what I do here, which is cool. But uh, they're doing extremely well. And now they have a shop in Houston as well. You know, and these so guys.
2: Expanded.
1: Yeah. My understanding is one of my cousins makes over 200, 250000 a year wow. at one point. So anyways, these guys are very well, bro. Uh, they're very generous. Yeah. You know, they, every time I've gone, they paid for Whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're very yeah. generous. They paid for my mom's uh, trips too, and everything. But my point is uh, to tie it back to financial literacy. Is here's an example, bro, of people who were decided. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: Who had a? Who, they were hungry. They were poor.
2: Yeah.
1: In a ranch. Yeah. And decided to come over here and do the best that they can. So now all of them are legal.
2: Yeah.
1: Other, uh, either legal residents or citizens and all their children my nephews and my nieces have been born over there in georgia you know and they're very gracious you know i'm in touch with a, a, a lot of them but that's just an example Monchis of somebody making right decisions you know what i mean and they were down and out bro you know what i mean down and out and now they're doing incredibly well so i just wanted to uh showcase how self-accountability is important in these yeah. matters they didn't They didn't blame anybody because they were poor. They didn't come over here to buck the system. They didn't come over here to get a free fucking ride. They came here and they hustled and they got where they are today. You know what I mean? So I really applaud them and I admire them. And I think that's a testament to the power of will and the power of discipline. How to manage and
0: and maybe also power of immigrants.
1: Yeah, the power of the immigrant, because right.
0: Because uh, the same thing or similar thing happened to my mom's family. My, my dad my mom's my dad's family comes from uh, Baja California, the city. Right. My mom's family comes from Juchitlan, Jalisco, the ranch. Right. And so my dad's family, you know, like uh, them and their offspring kind of like became very urbanized, very street kind of, you know, right. uh, thing. And my mom said the family, they were all like, you know, undocumented. You know, they knew about the ranch. So one of my uncles ended up buying like uh, pigs. Raising the pigs, slaughtering them, selling the meat like that. Then he started a different business and he became like into construction, right? You know, and so doing well, like that's, that was the thing. They all grew well and then like, you know, their kids ended up doing better, right? You know, and so, but as with like the will of like, well, what can I do with the little that I have, right? You know, how can I, I've seen this business work over here, right? right? You know, how can I make it work over here as well? Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. a lot of vendors that we see a lot of people. I had met a couple that was looking for a house one time. Right. Um, and they're looking at the house right you know and they, they they can't dress perfect to kind of nobody pay attention to them right right you know you know not dirty but super like beyond casual right you know right and super humble and then you know i talked to them and they're like oh it's okay they're just looking 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 right whatever they didn't need my services but then the next day they went to the office looking to buy that property right You know. and i was like oh shoot okay well they showed up hey how can i help you out and then so his wife's like Oh, I want my own house, right? I guess this is his new wife, right? And the old wife has the other house. Yeah. So and then so and then so we told him how much it was and she's like, Yeah, I want it, right? She's like he's like, Okay. And he just brought her a blank check, right? You know, cashier's check. Yeah. Right, whatever. And I was able to kind of like buy the house that way. Yeah. You know, like cash. You know what I mean? You know? And because they own they own bodegas, right? They yeah. own warehouses, right? They they sell Mexican products. Right. Right, you know, and so like but you would never be able to tell by stereotyping somebody on the way they're dressed, you know, whatever. You know, what people are like. They're dressed if nice they have money, and they don't. These people are just like they don't have money, and they do. You know, but yeah. else, you know, but it's like, it's they're just hard workers having their own little businesses. You know, right. and uh, they able to have you know cash yeah. power.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, I, but I I think won't you for me one of the important things is that a lot of times. We're not teaching other people financial literacy even when you can, right? For example, if you have a community-based organization, whatever it may be, art, theater, whatever, is why aren't we teaching that, though? I know we're empowering people through different venues, like through the arts, through whatever, but why not talk about money? And I and I get it. It, it, it seems to me that a lot of people think money trivializes things. Yes, it does, but you that when money. people say that, I'm like, but you're well off, right? <laughs> you know, of course, right. it's really life. But you're you could go home and have a great dinner,
2: right?
1: While this guy's scrambling for pennies to buy a fucking cheeseburger. Like, you get what I mean? Right. So why isn't it? Why is it an issue? It shouldn't be a taboo, and it's not about money being the ends of everything. That's yeah. not the goal. It's just how can we utilize it as a tool? Right. How can we make it a means?
0: Well, they say they say that money is not important, but it's up there with breathing. <laughs> uh, you know? Take a deep breath. Right? Wanna live in the United States? You need some failure. Money's not important, but it's
1: up there with breathing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because probably gonna keep you breathing, right? Yeah, right? If you yeah, can't yeah. eat, if you can't you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So I think it is important to to discuss it. And one thing that I'm doing too, Munchies, is I'm developing curriculums and courseworks yeah.
2: oh, and i'm
1: excited bro i've been spending a lot yeah. of time doing that and pitching it to local community-based organizations
2: yeah.
1: uh to discuss these matters
2: yeah because
1: we got to get people into practical thinking yeah you know what i mean uh of course you want to be a famous actor and all this but you know when you look at situations clearly bro is like what are the chances that how many people for example and by the way i'm not undermining any community based organization or any theater program or any program for that yeah. matter. But I'm just looking at things realistically, right? People have dreams. They want to become actors or whatever. Well, what is the reality? What's the what's the ratio of people coming to community theater that are going to become Hollywood actors? Quite yeah. frankly. That's a very difficult task. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would say follow, pursue those dreams, you know, of course, but again, like 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 the saying says Follow your heart, just don't forget your head. Right. <laughs> exactly. Tag it along, baby. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I think it's very important. And and I think if we could teach people how to go after things. Like, yeah. like, I wish, bro, now that I started my community-based organization, I wish I knew a little bit more earlier. But yeah. nobody was teaching me that. Yeah. People run community organizations. I have friends who have community-based organizations, but they're not telling me shit. I guess they assume you're not interested, one. They assume you're not smart enough, I guess, whatever the assumption is. But I've always been interested and curious, but nobody pitches you that. Like, can you teach me how to be where you are, homie? That's where I want to be. Right. You know what I mean? Why not share that knowledge? Don't give me your philosophy and your ideals about life and the world. That's great. and fun. But first, teach me how to make a buck. Right. Please.
0: Yeah, show me how to fish. Don't just give me a you, fish. You get what I'm saying? Give me a fish so I can eat right now. But I need you to show me how to fish too. So I don't right. Have to ask
1: for so, so let's not pretend that money doesn't matter. Let's not pretend that at all. You know what I mean? Uh, especially for people who are leaders out there. Yeah. You know, in in society, whatever. And
0: half fed, yeah, but saying that money is not important.
1: Exactly. Right. Like, please. You know. You know. I gave up everything. Yeah. Whatever, homie. You know. So the thing is, you're eating well.
0: Here's a good example. So, so there's, um, I don't know if it's a good example for this, but I remember uh, a friend of mine, you know, you know, you know, he grew up in the community, you know, broke and stuff like that. Right. You know, and he met this cat, right? This guy who comes from a lot of money. Right. And this guy is living really humble, very, very, very Zen and very fucking like, fucking almost like a homeless dude. Right. Right. He's living homeless. And my friend's like, Wow. This guy is fucking amazing, right? right? Yeah, you know. And I go, yeah, fool. But when he gets tired, he goes back home to his mansion. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like don't get it twisted. Look, it—that's the beautiful thing about having money. You can choose to live like you have no money, or even right? to
1: to look homeless. Yeah, you, you know can choose I mean? that. Right? Yeah, but you can always go back. But you can you have a go choice. Back. That's the right, difference, and right.
0: uh, that's thing that people don't get. Like to say, oh, well, you don't need a degree, or you need to snow, whatever. Yeah, well, some people they don't use their degree, and that's okay. That's their choice. Right. Right. But you have a choice but when you don't have a degree you only can do whatever is available to you right right you know right your, yeah. your your options are limited
1: exactly you know hey it's funny bro because you just reminded me you have you watched the the show on hulu this fool
0: and uh, and only i think one is it full episodes or i didn't saw one episode no it's or,
1: it's it's two seasons already Oh shit, no, yeah
0: I, I saw a couple of okay the, i saw the, the, the chicken killing right you.
1: it's a satire bro it's yeah. fucking hilarious yeah. well anyways there's a, an episode on, on season two, bro, where the, the guy who plays the, remember the executive director of like, uh, hugs, not thugs. So yeah. he goes broke, whatever. So he ends up living somewhere like in the desert in a, in a trailer, right? In an RV or something, mobile home. And the guy's gone Zen, right? Like supposedly living like a hippie. It's all about fucking, you know, embracing the earth, planning your own food, you know and eating from the land and it's all surrounded by that so e- every month they like that little village or that town they have like little fe- fiestas or whatever so anyways these guys in the city they're having problems and they want to go get back their director to come back to to the to the city to to help them, to help them because now they, they have an idea to open a cafe you know what i mean a cafe or thugs not hugs hugs not thugs cafe you know what i mean so they go over there and he goes, no, I have a new philosophy. It's about living simple, living poor. And look at all these people. They don't need anything. And one time, th- there's a, th- so, some dude comes in there and he's always a neighbor, right? And he's there with him and he goes, I support you 100%. So these guys go up there from the hood and they stay over for the weekend with with the with the community, right? With the commune and shit. Yeah. And they're all having barbecue and natural plants and food and they're like we could live like this oh my god it's not too bad they're trying starting to buy into the philosophy and then the weekend passes and his neighbor comes in a ferrari so the guy the dragon looks at him what the hell is that he's like oh it's a ferrari and he goes he's confused he goes what are you doing in the ferrari he says what do you mean and he's like i thought you were broke i thought you lived here because we were all hippies and broke he goes oh i never said i was broke There's a hobby for me the guy's a millionaire <laughs> see exactly what i told you about the other guy right the oh dude broke, i him. was laughing right and he goes yeah. and by the way man i'm a pretty cool dude and he goes i'll let you guys have the ferrari man you could keep it i'll get my other car or whatever they're wow. the majority of them they're all rich they just yeah. like to have these hangouts and yeah. act like they're... You go, oh, we just like to act like we're hippies and have a good time for yeah. time to time. And then this guy, he's he's for real. Yeah. He's like just there because he's they're broke head. as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's a funny episode. But anyways, it's because you mentioned that, right? But at the end of the day, for me, it's not really... Is That's not the goal, right? The goal is not to be rich, just to be financially savvy. In other words, where again you're you're in dire straits and you know sometimes you have to borrow money and that's true you know it happens but you need to get back on the horse you know what i mean uh get back on the horse and get going you know stuff inevitabilities happen in the world and that's valid and that's well you know what i mean we need to we need to learn from that and we get sick by the way of course you know and and that's valid people things happen and sometimes we we have no other choice but to end up where we ended up uh and you know and and again those inevitabilities are are real like disease you know uh accidents whatever happens so we always got to be there to support people no matter what in time of need i want to emphasize that i want to make that very clear because i don't want people to get what i'm saying twisted. i'm just interested in teaching young people How to be more financial financial uh financially savvy you know and have more literacy so that they don't have to suffer as much you know what i mean uh that's all i'm saying
0: yeah i I think uh my daughter she's you know she's a good entrepreneur you know she goes to different events she creates jewelry right and she and she makes you know a couple hundred bucks at her events and stuff like that you know and so she has more money than i was kidding but she has money in her bank account which is pretty cool you know and she's 15. You know, uh, and so it's money that she's earned. Right. You know, she has money she can't touch. Right. And she has something that she can use. Yeah. Right. Like, that. you know, and so she can go with her friends and spend some money on stuff. But she knows, like, you know, OK, she can bounce it up. But she has to earn more money to continue, you know, spending money. Right. You know. Um, and so which is great. You know, so I think that that value system is very important. For people to learn to earn, you know. Um, yeah. You know, like that's when they get older, they know, you know how money works.
1: You know? exactly
0: and you know for me growing up you know i grew up you know uh hating money you know like oh you know that's a sellout if you don't if you, if you have money right if you're rich or
1: yeah me too know, bro um, i remember i was a, uh, a a would-be fucking marxist yeah you know I and mean, like you know
0: we, we call dollars like you know dead presidents toad skin right whatever right Right. Know? or cold hard cash now it's better to say soft warm cash right you know <laughs> <laughs> i did mean, not, not that much either legal but,
1: tender you know yeah.
0: no but the thing is like you know seeing it different like I wish we would have known sooner because even i have friends that were in the same philosophy uh when we're younger and now I see them, they're like man like yeah I, when they posted like something about uh financial workshop they're like man i wish i would have known sooner right of course, right you know we should, we all wish we'd have known earlier you know uh what it takes you know like before we had kids you know we didn't care about money now that we have kids like Shit, our kids need stuff right. right you know and yeah you know and now it's now it's like Shit, how can i catch up right how can i make more money to make that happen it's not about money but you need money
1: yeah you know and and the beautiful thing too bro is because then you, you, you give it away too if you have it give it away you know the yeah. more you want to keep bro the more it poisons you yeah. that's a see that's the other side and the ugly side of money the more you want to keep it the more it poisons you you get what i'm saying yeah you got to give it away you got to give shit away and that's something i learned from my one of my mentors he says if you if you have money give it away meaning you already have it it's going to keep coming give it away. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that is important too, to help people in need. Uh, but if you don't have money to help people then you are just sometimes could be part of the issue, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And
0: and there's more ways to give than just money, right? Give you know of yourself, labor. Of course, generosity, absolutely, you know, 100%. But still,
1: so, but yeah. I yeah, but this topic was important today Monches, for me because I'm trying to inject that into the it's on you philosophy. So, when people
0: you going to do that? With, create, with
1: creating curriculum online or no no uh hopefully online uh, you know but also but also in person oh, so right now we're in the city uh, of pomona and i've developed a few courseworks uh about three three uh workbooks
2: oh, nice. when it
1: comes to different ideas and issues on how to be disciplined accountability other other it's on your philosophy you nice. know what i mean how to polish these things and i've pitched it to uh, other organizations so i'm i'm really excited uh, it to in this next chapter of my life and also uh trying to create new ideas on how to deal with people you know not just focus on again on their deficits right and not just say poor thing or we're here for you all day every day but also how can i teach you some skills oh, so yeah. that you could be empowered and you could stand up right for yourself, and, what, and also help others do the same.
0: And uh, what's the ways to kind of teach kids, um, you know, how to, you know, how to uh, value money or how to, how it works? I mean, if, for example, would it be kind of like Monopoly board games, stuff like that? You know, what do you think? You know, what's the ways yeah. to teach kids how to?
1: Yeah, you bring you bring money? an excellent point. In fact, that's I think why Monopoly was invented, right? It was a way to stimulate. Uh, critical thinking about financial matters for youth. Uh, the, the, the sad problem right now is that a lot of people spend too much time on their phones, on social media, and not on these board games that are critical. You know, Monopoly is a prime example. Of how, to, how to make decisions buying property, how to make decisions where to spend your money, where to invest it. Board games are very, very uh, important. An- another way to help people is to hold finance fairs. Yes. like right now for example pomona we do i participate in what's called a lot of community pull-ups promoted by excellent excellent uh organizations like project hope california shout out to project hope to jaime espinosa and sweet, his wife sweet, roberta sweet. i really appreciate project hope because they they really bring the community together i'm part of the cap their cap program which is a coalition of all community-based organizations in pomona and we 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 pull up together in community events to resource and collaborate. Nice. I love that ideal because it's not competition. It's about collaboration. Yeah. But cool. if there's an agencies who just want to monopolize everything and want to become one-stop shops, bro, it's like not cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got to get over that mindset. We got to work together. That's yeah. crucially important. Very important, mochi. So I think if we, in these pull-ups, Uh, I'm getting ideas on how to come up with finance fairs and bring a booth just focusing on on small topics like budgeting, uh, investing and credit management. Nice. Like really quick, you know, solutions to to problems. Right. And again, a lot of this Mochi is not just coming, you know, it's not just air out of my ass is because in the clinical room, I realized that a lot of people, again, who have issues ultimately stem from financial disorganization you know what i mean yeah and but even if you get welfare money bro like you know a lot of people who get food stamps or welfare money they go and buy they
0: splurge they splurge on it exactly
1: you could budget that carefully you could you know you don't need to go buy that those expensive shoes or what have you you know what i mean Uh, um So I think this is a very important topic to discuss. There
0: is, there is an organization, or I heard there's an organization called East L.A. Community Corporation. I understand that they do a thing called uh, La Condina. That's what it's called, you know. And not only, you know, La Condina, from my understanding, it's basically where a group of people come together and they put money in a pot, right? You know, and every month uh, one person gets to use that money for whatever they need, but they continue doing the whole thing until so everybody, you know, gets an opportunity in that circle. Right. Right, you know. The difference is with this organization is that not only do they do that, but they actually report it to, their, uh, to the credit bureau yeah. as, like, you know, as good credit, you know, right. that they're actually paying to, you know, this group, you know, and they're reporting that they're paying on time. And so we're supposed to establish their credit. Yeah. So that's that's one small example of an organization doing something, you know, uh, right. for their tenants, which is kind of cool.
1: That's super smart. Look, you reminded me, bro. So there was a gentleman that I treated years back, victim of crime. His wife, they had just had their baby. I want to say she was one. And the wife in South Central was pushing her baby, uh, you know, on the stroller, trying to cross the street. And here comes a car, bro. I don't know where speeding. The guy must have been drunk. Boom. Hits both of them. Baby baby dies. Right. Hit and run. The guy takes off. So, obviously, my job as a clinician was to... Go to homes and treat people who have suffered loss you know uh and i remember meeting this young couple and this man and they were from guatemala right yeah and i remember the lady even spoke in a dialect right and and that was i found that very fascinating but clearly she was suffering she had two other kids and it was an incredible loss for them and you know a lot of people may not know this but the victims of crime program when you're when you're a victim, they help you pay for funeral expenses. Yeah. They help you pay to move from neighborhood. You know, they, they there's a lot of benefits with that program. So but before he even applied to that program, what was fascinating, Monchis, and this is where I'm getting to is I asked because I try to apply help him apply for all these programs. He I told him, Have you buried your daughter? Yes, you know, Thanks thanks to the union of of my people, right? Like, so get this, bro they're part of a coalition of Guatemalans yeah. who are mind you undocumented yeah they're not even legal here right so they were savvy enough bro to understand that and they all have jobs so they formed a union amongst themselves and a board of directors and every month they attend meetings and everybody pitches in
2: yeah
1: for 500 bucks 100 whatever right what for in case some shit like that happens, yeah. so he says the board paid for my daughter's services. They paid to have her buried in 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 Guatemala, wow. and I was so impressed, bro. Right by this, I go, who put this together? He goes, oh, we've been doing it for years because we're not legal. So, for example, if somebody gets busted for DUI or whatever, they ba- they pay a lawyer, and in order, bro, to keep a c- corruption at bay. They, they switch the, the directors of the governing board every, every three to six months. Wow. So nobody gets tempted. So they have a pool of money, bro. And he says, and when five years go and nothing's happening, we invest in somebody to buy a house or to fix their roof or to have a, their quinceanera or to have these incredible things. I was really mesmerized, bro. Oh, yeah. Talk about organization. You know what I mean? And this is just them doing it. Of course. Nobody's time to do it. Nobody's see overseeing. It's them overseeing that. So I got through thinking. Imagine if family structures in communities like Boa Heights, East LA, South Central can actually do that. You know, not spending on stupid things, but they're actually pitching in investing. for each other, investing in each other. to buy their fur house, yeah. to do this, to do that. That's that's incredible, dude. Oh, you yeah. know, instead of competing with each other, oh yeah, look at your shoes, look at mine. I got better shoes than yours, or I'm looking better than you are. Yeah. It's fucking pathetic. So, so that's what I'm talking about. How can you instill these ideals and principles in community members, right? Get them excited, saying, "Hey, man, you—the th- power is in your hands. You're you're not down and out. It's about having meetings, about having communication, of coordinating these meetings, you know, in communities and what have you, bro. So I was I was really impressed by this gentleman and his family and how the, the level of organization that they had dude so so yeah pretty that's, pumped up
0: well that's beautiful that's beautiful it's a matter of just people come together and making some positive choices like that you know knowing that that's the right thing to do yep um, so Alex I want to ask you what what do you think uh, with the with the kind of final thought what do you think is the best way for people to come together is that is anything that's the best way or what do you think the organizations can do? To, to help empower the community, help empower the youth with financial literacy.
1: Partner up, partner partner up with our organizations, and like I mentioned, Project Hope, bro. They're they're doing it. They're 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 really consistent in bringing community-based organizations together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Together, we're stronger. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't need to compete. We could help each other. You know what I mean? And where one where one organization is lacking one thing, the other picks it up. Exactly that's very a beautiful good. thing bro so instead of competing right and you know we all participate in each other's events and i think that's a very crucial example of how to get things done so i think uh so far i feel that project hope is really taking the lead in that and that's why i'm fond of them and i appreciate the, the work that they're doing and i want to give a shout out to pomona the city of pomona
2: Pomona, and uh, in the his house i've been house. spending a lot
1: of time there and And shout out to other people that that helped me, bro. I want to give a shout out to Maddie Zizny, who's my executive director, who's been crucial and instrumental in developing this organization. Uh, And now welcoming Angel Pina, my nephew on board as a marketing director. I'm hoping that It's On You could continue to help, continue to develop ones, and also continue to work with other organizations collaboratively so they can develop their programs too. Shout out to uh, Healed Women Heal, uh, Tracy Evans, uh, who yesterday, whose organization was recognized yesterday. They had their grand opening. Uh, nice. There's a lot of great organizations, bro, in and, and, and Pomona. And, I, and I'm really excited for the work that we're doing. And we're all trying to educate. So we're developing curriculums as we move along. And I, I'm excited, Big Munch.
0: Oh, beautiful. Well, with that, we want to say, everybody, make sure that you know that uh, every decision you make at the end of the day, that
1: it's, it's on you.
0: See, 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 see. see.